Hey listeners, I'm Nika Allen and welcome to the Black Magic Podcast. In each episode, I share the inspiring stories of British black women. Hear us laugh, talk about our adventures, our goals and life experiences. Hopefully something in their journey will resonate with you. My hope is that this podcast will leave you feeling uplifted and encouraged to share a little of your own magic. So let's get started. This podcast is produced by Unedited. In today's episode, Give Me the Lowdown, is Benisha Boateng. I'm joined by makeup artist extraordinaire and entrepreneur Benisha Boateng. She has created looks for the likes of Jordan Dunn, Chimamada Ngozi Adichie, to Leomi Anderson. She's also launched her namesake studio in London to educate on all things beauty, which also incorporates work with local disadvantaged women. So how are you doing? It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. What are your days like at the moment with what's happening with this global pandemic? Um, I mean, it's really strange. I think it's a very like uncertain and crazy time. And a lot of the time I'm trying to think of how life is going to be after. And I think that's kind of um, the trickiest thing because nobody really knows. Um, and at the moment, just to get through my days, I am preparing looks. I'm doing makeup online classes. And I am just generally just trying to think about myself and think about my family and friends and just trying to be as positive as possible in this time without causing myself too much stress because it's so easy to stress in this time. Exactly. With, you know, everything you turn on the media, social media and everything you see, you know, there's lots, you know, there's lots of negativity. So it's good to try and find, as you said, the positive kind of things in the day and to try and, I guess, keep yourself busy, which is good because a lot of people, you know, particularly in the beauty industry, might think that they have to shut down altogether and not do anything while this is going on because you haven't got access to the people or your studio. Um, so what made you kind of decide, let me just do everything online and keep busy? I think especially in a time like this, you have to try your best to think outside of the box and try and stay innovative. Um, and I think just generally in business, in order for you to survive, you have to have survival mechanisms. Um, and so for me, it was like, OK, if, I, if you can't come to me, then we have to meet somewhere in the middle. And that middle is online. So everything at the moment is happening online. Like I find myself watching IG lives all day. I'm like everything is just like available online. And I thought, you know what? yeah let's take these classes online I had my first online class um during quarantine and now it's something that I don't think I'm going to stop doing after this period because you know now I can connect with my audience that are in all over the world like I had a client today who's in Portugal um and she's learning with me from Portugal which is interesting because I would have never thought of that before I was just kind of content with you know the city of London and what's going on here yeah, so it's helped you expand your scope um, in that time. But but let's just start from the beginning. How did you begin your career in beauty? Um, so I started in makeup about 12 years ago. I'm now <laughs> 28 um, and I started when I was about 16, 17. Um, 
And that was kind of like when I decided that I loved makeup. Not so much when I decided I wanted it to be my profession, because back then um, it wasn't the coolest thing. It was kind of like, okay, you like makeup, you're a bit strange. It wasn't like now where all the 16 year olds like, you know, have a beat down look and everyone's like so fleeky. It was not like that before. It was we were very much so Vaseline and we're good. And you were almost kind of frowned upon. So it was something I suppressed for a long time. Um, my passion definitely came from my mum. My mum's always been like a glamorous lady who loves to wear makeup and same with my older sister. Um, and so it kind of stems as far back as my childhood, I would say. In terms of taking it seriously, I went to university reluctantly because <laughs> I didn't actually want to go. <laughs> and, um, you know, as soon as I got there, I remember going to the mall and there was a there was a mat counter and I kept going there every day until they offered me a Christmas tent position. And when I got that Christmas tent position, it felt like God was speaking to me like, okay, okay, cool. You didn't want to come uni and do the whole university thing, but we're still going to meet you somewhere in the middle. So I was like, okay, fine. Like I, I did this um, Christmas temp and then they took me on permanently. And then I came, kind of became like the campus makeup artist. I'd do everyone's makeup for parties and stuff like that. And I knew it was something I loved. So after uni, I started working for Tom Ford Beauty. Um, and which is where I feel like I got a lot of my professionalism from because everything had to be perfect at Tom Ford and it was all about customer service. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I want to just run my own business. I want to do it myself. And I started to get clients. Um, initially, it was more of the Arab clients because those were the people I was used to working with. Um, and then it just started to expand. I started using utilising social media and things just literally started to, to kind of grow and expand from there. So where did that initial kind of entrepreneurial spirit come from? Because not everybody, you know, thinks to themselves, I want to start my own business or even has a know-how to. So where did that come from and how did you actually get started with the, you know, I guess, raising the finance or even just kind of kickstarting the whole business side of things? When I was working at Tom Ford, we were on quite a, a decent salary. On top of that, the clients that would come in store um, would always want me to do their makeup outside because they were like you know for high flyers we're in you know Mayfair you know so everyone's like going out for dinner and wants their makeup done and literally what they're offering to pay is you know sometimes what you're making in a day so I would save all of the money that I was making I would literally just build up my clientele build a really good rapport with them they would recommend me to their friends a lot of them were on holiday in London so they'd always have friends that would come in the next week and the next week after that and it literally just grew like that and everything I'd make outside of work I would save and that was like in my little saving pot and eventually I just had enough to actually build up my kit myself and start to do things on my own terms as opposed to working under a brand so literally that's where it came from in terms of like being interested in business it's actually from my parents my mum and dad both have um a shop and a restaurant so um I've always seen that kind of you can do it yourself type vibe from them and it's something that they they encouraged me and pushed me a lot to be independent. Although my mum was definitely scared in the beginning, like, you sure makeup, you know, they've got a restaurant, everyone's always going to buy food. But makeup, it was hard to convince them that, you know, what, this can actually be something. As I said, I'm not really from the time of um, 
how do I put it, like makeup being the coolest thing. So they couldn't really visualize it. But when they started seeing money coming in and that I was able to pay for things myself and everything was going well, they really, really pushed me to that next level. So that's definitely where it it stems from. Amazing. And I think often that it is when people have the role models there in their face where when they achieve things like that, obviously some people will be it without having to see it. But if you've got the role models there, so you seeing your parents have their own business, then um, then it said that does push you along. So that's fantastic. So you've got your own business. You start, is this, is this, did you have the studio straight away? Is that, is that, was that the start of the business or was freelancing the start of your business? Freelancing was definitely the start of my business. I got my studio, well, yesterday makes two years since we opened. Um, so it's literally, we had our little birthday, little indoor party <laughs> yesterday. Oh. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've been doing makeup, as I said, for a long time, but we got the studio two years ago. It definitely was an evolution of the company. Um, And I think it was like, you know, you always want to stand out and you want to do something different. And I feel like that was like my baby. It was something that I visualised and there was nothing in my mind that was telling me that I couldn't achieve it. And it just made perfect sense. It was like, I always say like, getting ready is the party before the party. And that's what the whole idea of the studio is so when you come in there's always like a glass of wine or prosecco or whatever and you know there's music flowing you get your makeup done and you just literally enjoy the whole it's almost like when you're getting ready with your girls and you're having good girl chat and you it's it's almost like the lit party before you actually go out so that that was like the whole thing about it and then it kind of turned into an academy so we run a lot of classes in there Monday to Friday, we're normally teaching makeup um, to people who want to become makeup artists or just want to sharpen up on their own skills. Um, and yeah, that's basically, yeah, that's it. So what's been, I mean, it all sounds like it was very seamless for you, but you must have had some challenges. So what would you say has been the biggest challenge along the way so far? I think the biggest challenge along the way is getting people to believe in your brand. Um, when something doesn't exist, people find it very hard to like believe that it will work. Um, or that you can do it. And I think at every single obstacle that I have faced, it has been about getting people to believe in my brand and getting people to understand that, okay, this can work. You know, this is interesting. Because when we started up with the studio, a lot of people would be like, what is that? You know, there's hairdressers, there's places where you could go for a wax. There's, you know, there's so many different places, eyebrow you know, you could get your brows waxed and stuff like that. But there isn't actually like a centre point just to get your makeup done. And people didn't really get the concept. They just thought, why would you go out to get your makeup done? Then go out. But, you know, when you put it there and it's all done up and they come and they experience it, they're like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, cool. So this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the hardest thing, you know, like, I always say when they started up with Apple and we had iPods, no one really knew what an iPod was. And now we're obsessed with Apple and everything you own is like my computer's Apple, my phone's Apple, my headphones are Apple, like everything's Apple. Do you get what I mean? So it's just literally that's probably been the hardest thing is convincing people that it is possible. Um, yeah. But I would say the numbers don't lie. You've got a lot of followers on social media. Your um your business seems to be um booming and things. So so I think you've you've managed to um engage people and get people to believe in your brand. Um, but a lot of the times along the way, you know, people, you know, have failed and things. So have you, you know, what have you learned from failure in that time as well? Um, what have I learned from failure? 
I feel like it depends on what you deem as failure. I try not to see myself as failing. I don't, I try not to, you know, see a bad situation as a fail. In fact, I like to to use that as determination and something to actually push me a little bit more and also as a learning curve. And I think when you start to look at life and look at situations that you go through as a learning experience, it's easier to bounce back than looking at it as a failure. Um, so for me, from a lot of the things that have happened that haven't worked maybe in that moment in my favour, I've had to learn how to alter what I've done or like change it slightly and make it work for me. Because I feel like in every situation or every kind of obstacle that you're faced with, you know, the way you digest that situation really does, you know, can change a bad situation into a really good one. And I found that I've had a few mishaps that I've been able to turn around in my favour. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically how I kind of look at it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's basically how I look at it. Um, now, I think that's a good way to look at it, because in business, you're always it's going to always be like a roller coaster. You have your ups, you have your downs and things. So um, definitely. And at the moment, you know, People are on lockdown, quarantine, um, on quarantine, and people are having to do without people like you. So if I want my makeup done, I have to do it myself. <laughs> so I'm sure people are going to want to know. Um, sorry, I could hear the echo back at the second then. So I'm sure people are going to want to know how can they get their own glow up at home? Like what kind of things can they be doing? So, for example, say you five minutes to get ready. What do you do? Five minutes to get ready, I feel like essential things that you need that just give your face that glow, give you that look of like, okay, she's put herself together. I think brows, I can't live without, you know, a good, good pair of brows. Um, concealer under my eyes because sis, you know, we'd be doing these late nights and dark circles are not cute. So some concealer under my eyes, some eyebrows and some gloss. Um, what else would I use? powder to set my face because I have a really really oily face and some blusher I feel like those five things will keep you looking cute all throughout quarantine um but if you're struggling with it then please feel free to book in at Venetia Barting Studios online classes they are affordable and <laughs> really fun and interactive and I think it's a fun way to get your mind off things one thing I'd say about quarantine and this whole isolation period which is really been hard for a lot of people is the mental health aspect of things um you know isolation isn't a good thing for anyone and that's why we do have you know all these events outside and things to go out and get your mind off life because when you're sitting inside every day looking at the same four walls you feel like you're going crazy so I feel like for me doing the online classes it's just almost like a little getaway that one hour or two hours that we're just talking about makeup and looking our personal best. It's so powerful because you're just taking your mind off of it. Um, and I think another thing as well is we're not in control of what's happening at the moment. We have no control of what's going to happen next. But one thing we do have control over is ourselves. And I think that's why the whole health and um, beauty industries are doing quite well at the moment because for me I'm like okay fine I can't they can't tell me when I'm gonna you know be able to open my shop but I can do a home workout I can do a face mask I can put my makeup on I can learn how to do my hair you know those are things I'm in control of and it helps our mental health a lot mm. and I find that if I get up in the morning I've had a shower I've put myself together I feel better than kind of just 
dragging myself out of bed, staying in my pyjamas and um, and kind of not freshening up. For sure. I, c- I couldn't agree more. That's like, yeah, the one thing that makes me feel crazy is probably like when I've had too many days of just being a little bit too relaxed, you know? <laughs> no, definitely. And you say people can kind of sign up to your courses and, but I, is it, so it's not just for professional makeup artists. It can just be for, you know, general girl next door. More so for the everyday person as opposed to the professional makeup artist especially right now um it is just about showing my clients that would normally come into the store who don't probably even have a clue about makeup just the basics um just the small little things that make an improvement to your face and make you feel good about yourself that's literally it yeah what's your go-to product what product could you not live without one product i couldn't live without oh god Mm. I think lip gloss. I don't think I can live without my gloss because I just feel like if I put my shades on, which I love to do, I love to wear my big shades and I've got gloss on, I'm good. Because with the glasses, it's kind of like cheating because sometimes I like them so big, they almost cover the, the brows and they cover my dark circles. So all you can see is these shiny, pretty lips. <laughs> That's all you need to see. I need my lip gloss on deck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love a good lip gloss as well. Um, yeah, it's definitely um, wouldn't leave home without it either. So, freelanced, got your studio, but you've also done makeup for lots of celebrities. So, who's been your favourite and why? My favourite celebrity I've ever worked on has got to be Chimamanda, um, Chimamanda Deshi Ngozi. She's incredible. Um, she's like probably one of the most intelligent women I've probably ever come across. She's someone that I've worked with for about three or f- three years now. And I've worked with her so many times. And every single time I do her makeup, is like a life lesson. She's incredible and just moves the room. She's, she's just, yeah. I remember meeting her and be like, oh my God, she's amazing. Like, wow. And holding on to her every word. She's, she's great. No, she is amazing. I went to a talk for hers at, um, at the South Bank Centre um, a couple of years ago and, and she was just phenomenal. And so definitely I can imagine being in her presence and learning from her and things. I mean, have you, have you, read, have you read her books? In fact, yeah. I'm not a big book reader, no. But in all honesty, this sounds so bad. I actually know her because of Beyonce. I remember like listening to that and that's what made me do my research into who she was. And then I remember like maybe nine or 10 months after that, I got the call like, oh, Miss Chimanda would love you to do her makeup. And I was like, me? Like this phenomenal woman wants me to do her makeup. Wow, okay, cool. And then if you meet her, she's exactly what she embodies. And I think that's something that as, you know, as a woman, you want to be that powerful. You want other younger girls. And that's something that I'm so moved by is like inspiring the generation under me and um, younger than me and having someone for them to look up to. And I think she's definitely a woman of sheer greatness that that most women can look up to, especially women of colour like us. You've, you've done no celebrities, but who's a celebrity that you really wish you could get your hands on and why? Ooh, you know, I'm going to aim for the sky and say Beyonce Knowles, just because she's queen, she's the mother of all mothers, and she's just amazing, not to mention she's dropped dead gorgeous, so every look would look amazing on her. 
But yeah, I love everything about Beyonce. So yeah, I'd love to work with her one day. Definitely. She just, she always looks flawless. So And with very minimal effort sometimes. It looks like anywhere. I don't know what the glam squad are doing, but she doesn't look like she does the most, you know. She doesn't look like she completely transforms herself. She's very much about enhancing her beauty as opposed to completely changing it. But of course, I'm not in that room, so I don't know. But she looks beautiful all the time. And what are your thoughts on that um, in terms of, you know, the whole enhancing your beauty versus kind of completely looking different when it comes to, I guess, makeup and beauty? My style of makeup is very natural anyway. It's very, like, enhancing as opposed to completely changing. And I think for me, um, especially, like, going through points of my life of being quite insecure, it's important for me to stay very close to what I naturally look like, just because this is how God made me and makeup should be an enhancement. It, it shouldn't actually be something that, you know, is transformational. It should just kind of make you look like a better version and more, you know, glowed up version of what you naturally look like. So yeah, I definitely go for that style more. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely big on um, makeup being more of a kind of evolution rather than a revolution in terms of how you look and not um, like feeling yourself and feeling beautiful and things. But, you know, when people look at you, you want them to see that it's you rather than be like, you take your makeup off and you're like, oh, you look like a completely different person. (laughs) Yeah, that's not cute. (laughs) No. And so if you could go back and tell your younger self... um, you know, you started this at 16, so 12 years you've been in the game now. And so if you look at where you are today, if you could go back and tell your younger self any advice, what would that be? I would say don't be scared. Own who you are and just ride the wave. Like, you know, there's going to be lows, there's going to be highs, but just know that you'll always come out on top if you have the right attitude. And attitude will get you further in a lot of, t- a lot of times more than talent. There are so many amazing people out there, but have the right attitude, make people feel comfortable and be nice to people and you'll find that you'll go a lot further. And so have you had any um, kind of mentors along the way that have, that have assisted you on your journey? Um, yeah, I would say family and friends, really. Not necessarily many people in the actual industry. I feel like um, work has taught me loads. My managers at work have taught me loads. Um and just like big sisters and friends around me who are a bit older than me and a bit have more wires. But in terms of actually in the makeup industry, not really. But I look up to a lot of makeup artists such as um, Makeup Shayla. She's someone that I adore. She's in America. Benny Beauty, he has his own makeup studio in Texas. Um, those are people that I really look up to in terms of artistry and business. It's great that you have so many wonderful makeup artists to look look up to and things from that artistry and business. I mean, if there's anybody that wants to do what you're doing, in t- like, what are your top tips in in terms of getting into the industry? Top tips in terms of getting into the industry, I would say have your own style. So have a style of makeup that you love and that's going to be your brand and embody that. Just become the best at that or work on becoming the best at that um and yeah just know what your brand is and stick within your brand I would say people respect that a lot um when they can look at your work without even seeing your name and be like that looks like something she would do 
that's when you know that you're you're heading in the right direction. Um, and really don't be intimidated by things. Don't be scared of competition. Just literally go for it. And just understand that you're always learning. You're never going to be perfect. And don't ever think you're too big to learn anything as well. I think that's something that's really important to know. Definitely. And I think that's important in any industry to kind of always, always keep on learning and, you know, you know, reading things. There's lots you can read online. There's lots of things you can do to find out the kind of facts and information as to what's latest and what's new and happening in the industry and things. So it's definitely um, a great point to um, consider. And so what's next for you? I want to go into product development. So I want to work work on my own makeup line. That's something I'm working on. And um, yeah, just expanding the brand more and more, becoming more of the face of my brand. That's, yeah, that's kind of what's in the pipeline. Well, with everything you've achieved so far, I can definitely see you having your own um, makeup brand. So I think that would be amazing. And are you signed to an agency? Does it, do, you, do you have an agency that gets you your, like outside of the studio that gets you your bookings for when you're doing kind of celebrity talent or do you do all that yourself? Um, so I would say it's 70-30. I would say some clients do come and approach me directly. Um, but I am signed to Storm, Storm Models, um, the fashion agency, and they get me a lot of high-profile clientele and brands and stuff. And so if a makeup artist wants to get signed to an agency, what kind of things do they need to do to make that happen for themselves? Um... I can't really answer that just because with me, it just kind of came, they they came to me and approached me. So I don't know. I I would say just continuously putting out really strong content, um, making sure that your brand is visible and people can see it, people can relate to it and that your target audience are connecting with you because even sometimes you're building something and you don't realise that you've got, you know, really big eyes watching you and you know wanting to work with you and one day you'll just get the call like we think you're amazing or can you come down and have a meeting with us and that's literally how it happened for me fantastic so um how um if people want to get in touch with you or want to work with you in the future then um what would you what tell people the best ways to get in touch with you um best way to get in touch with me if you want to get your makeup done or do any collaborations would be to email on info at bernishabotangstudios.com or if you've got my Instagram handle, it's bernishabotang and the business handle is bernishabotangstudios where there is my agencies in my bio and also my managers in my bio as well. So yeah, I'd love to work with you, whoever is interested. (laughs) And so for those of you listening, you can catch every episode of the Black Magic Podcast by subscribing on ACAST, Apple, and all the good podcast apps. So spread the word and share the magic. This podcast is produced by Unedited.